man welcome to crow triple seven radio this is episode 248 jason lingroom is with me and kurt column back which i don't even know how many times we've had kurt on but it's getting up there uh and we're going to talk about another letter that has been sent to the ceo of the corporation known as the united states we'll just say president all right like everyone else does um anyhow welcome jason and a wonderful thunderstormy louisiana morning here to you yeah, my word. We had some good weather the other day for 15 minutes. It was blue skies and it just blew up. Uh, one of the TVs upstairs fried, which isn't a big loss, but uh, it's just hot and humid again here. But so Kurt contacted us after our, our last law uh, episode that we covered. And I'm going to put this on the record for people. Don't mess around with legal things unless you know what you're doing and it's not just knowing what you're doing you need to understand why you're doing a thing how to do it correctly and the outcome don't just play tiddlywinks uh, it's better here's what i keep saying to everybody it's better to be part of the system than get eaten by the system and that's on the tail of the last law episode and to be fair i don't think we're there yet we have not done enough things that make me feel comfortable enough to do the big things. Um, some of the smaller things, sure. Dealing in court, sure. But the big things, and I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. So there's the disclaimer. Just, I'm being serious about this. I can't tell you the emails I get where people have gone and done the wrong thing and made everything worse. But anything, uh, you want to add anything before we jump in with uh, Kurt? I just want to reiterate that, how important that is. Don't go messing around, man. Because I've seen messages from people where they want to test it. It's like, no, like these things are not absolute smoking gun proof things you can go into court and always win on. Like, There's a lot of things that we're still working on figuring it out. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if we did start getting some things nailed down for small remedies, if they started changing things to make it difficult. It wouldn't surprise me in the least, and I don't think you'd be shocked either. Well, there's, there's another aspect to this, which I don't think many people think about. When I was coming up, there was this idea, oh, it'll be on your permanent record, and we used to laugh. Because although we know it might have got written on paper somewhere, the idea that everyone could access that paper was laughable. Well, guess what? There is a permanent record now, and everyone can access everything. And so there's another good reason to mind your P's and Q's. If you do not understand exactly how to conduct yourself, why you're doing it, what the outcome will be, and how you will get there, and not only that, a little chess strategy bouncing off one of the images you're about to see on one of the episodes we're doing here, you need to understand what to do if things start going sideways. Uh, and this is not a joke. I, I almost feel like I should publish some of the emails, but I can't because they're sent in confidence. But anyhow, let's get Kurt in here. Welcome, Kurt. Hey, guys. How are you? What's going on over there? Sound like you were wrangling chairs or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was opening and closing doors. Uh, we, we got it all. It's on your permanent record. I, I, I hope so because I like to close the doors behind me. um so where do you want to pick up here do you want to talk a little do you want to get straight into p3 priority letter that you have once again sent off to 1600 pennsylvania avenue where would you like to start well we can actually do that letter but i want to i want to preface something now that letter arrived in dc yesterday it was a priority mail letter. You can see it. You're looking right at it more than likely. It has up in the upper left-hand corner, it has a priority mail number on it at the base of the yep. address. That number 
showed up as received in Washington, D.C. on Monday morning. Uh, now, August, August, at, 24, August 24th, 2020, so people know. So yesterday was August you, 24th. So if you look it up right now, though, it doesn't show anything. It actually went missing. Uh-huh. So, I, I, and, and again, let me be clear. I've never had, out of the hundreds of letters I've sent worldwide, I've never had a letter not get delivered with, the, with two exceptions. The first exception, I sent a, uh, a registered letter to the Pope, I don't know, years ago, five, six, seven, eight years ago, and it got lost in Vatican City. Imagine that. And then I also <laughs> sent the letter to the nunciature of the United States of America, um, and that one got returned to me. Imagine that. But other than that, all of the letters, everywhere, Interpol, every letter I've ever sent was received. So I don't have any worries that this too will be received at some point. But well, you know, now they can hide behind they can hide behind things, you know, viral things, and say because of this, uh, it takes longer for something to show up here. Well, let's let's point out uh, an ancillary thing going on in our world: the political football getting punted to keep everybody from looking too closely at how an election works or doesn't work, and among other things, uh, the idea that the USPS or the United States Postal Service, as it's known, uh, is being defunded to make everyone get up in arms because the ballots that don't mean jack are being mailed in. So clearly someone's messing with the voting of the public. Um, and again, it, it's just more of this political nonsense. But I have noticed, and I'm not sure if Jason has, that many things in the USPS are taken forever. The tracking will tell you it's here tomorrow. Then the next day it'll tell you it's here tomorrow. Then, you know, it's just, it's not the same. Absolutely. Something is going on. And all the people with little iPhones who have the tracking apps, I've heard from a number of them where they're, t- they're saying that they paid for overnighting and these things and it gets there a week or two later. So there's absolutely something going on here, but we're kind of sidetracking. Where do you want to jump in here, Kurt? Let, let me, let me, say something about the mask issue first because that's forefront on most people's minds the mask is ultimately a corporate veil a veil a covering a face covering they're they're not even calling it a mask anymore they're just calling it a face covering here's what's interesting about the face covering is that a living being the life of that being is supported by breath b-r-e-a-t-h breath and that breath is considered the breath of God or, or, or life itself. So what they've done is they've inserted a, a middleman or a piece of paper or a cover between you, the living, and God, the breath. So again, because we require oxygen to live, they've inserted themselves between us and God, the breath of life itself. That's what people don't understand. This is about the living being separated from, I'm going to say God, for lack of a better term. Let's and expand it out a little bit so people will understand. So the social contract you're referring to, if you went back to the old natural sciences, everything is made from basically soul, spirit, and body. Um, and that correlates directly with the biblical idea of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But the breath is the spirit. So I just wanted to get that in there, Kurt. And now they've inserted uh, a corporate veil between you and God, a, a partition, a wall between you and God, right over your mouth, right over the, the, the point where that breath goes into the living. Anyway, what's really strange about this, is, and, and I'm going to say this up front, I'm at USPS um, right now at, at a site, 
And I, I want to read something here because it was it, it directly relates to what you just said about things taking time or longer, a week or, or two. So there, here's something here that says USPS virus-related updates expected delivery changes. And it talks about that. It talks about things being late. But there's one piece in here that blew my mind when I read it. I've never seen this site before. I've never gone to it. But it says, will this virus affect delivery of my medicine? And it says medication remains a priority in all areas of transportation, processing, and delivery. The reason I brought that up is why are they talking about delivery of medicine by the U.S. Postal Service? It's because, it's, and we'll get into this into the letter, but it actually states in my letter that a medicinal product, I believe, is being delivered via mail. And we don't know what that product is. I do. But most people don't have any idea that there is something being delivered via mail through a representation that makes you whole again, that completes you, that makes you healthy. So it's really weird to see this right at the USPS site where it says, will this affect delivery of my medicine? And in my letter, I never read that before today. And in my letter, I had already addressed a new medicinal product delivered through the UPU, the Universal Postal Union. So you're, anyway. you're kind of losing me there. So go back to the Medici sin that you were talking about. What exactly are you talking about? You said most of us don't know, but you understand what that medication or medical, what, whatever it is you just said, you understand what's supposed <laughs> to be delivered. What, what is it? Or am I jumping the gun? No, no, that's perfect segue. Here it is. When we come out of the womb, the medical definition of delivery, medical definition of delivery is a fetus and its associated membranes. All of it, baby, umbilical, and extraembryonic is a delivery. If they cut a cord and separate us from the rest of our property, that is not a delivery. It's a partial birth or a partial delivery, but not a completed delivery. What they then do is take the piece that they cut off and they give it a title. And that title we recognize as a birth certificated person. And that's the person that goes or is delivered through the mail as a cure to what ails you. So to make you whole, it comes through the mail. That's the medicine. They've taken a piece of you. They've given it a title and they deliver it through the mail as a representation. Curtis Richard Kellenbach, the title, is a representation of the rest of the delivery. So they complete the delivery through the mail to make as a, whole. As a certificate? Are you implying as a as certificate? A certificate. Okay, so as that's a certificate, the... As, as the certificated person is what makes me whole. It completes me. And by completing me, I'm healthy again. So they hold the keys to health through the U.S. mail or the mail itself. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to put up a new T-shirt, Jason. Uh, it'll say, I've been certified. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what, that's, that's what the problem is, is it's mail. They're delivering the cure, the medicine, through the mail. But if you don't know the biology, if you don't know that, that the delivery at the hospital was never completed, it was never completed, they held back a piece of you that in the future, whether it's the church or state, it doesn't matter. I consider them co-conspirators at this point. What happens is all of you was not delivered. All of you meaning that the front end of you, the origin, the history of your existence, fertilization to the moment right there at the threshold coming out of the womb, that piece of you has been cut off and retained. So, so how, yeah, well, how is that a cure for, I mean, let's be, let me do what I do here. So we're actually talking about a fictitious 
imaginary cure. There's no cure going on there. That's through because the mail. there's no disease. There's no disease. Again, if, if the laws of nature and nature's God were allowed to, to run all the way through, when you came out of mother's womb, you, baby, would have been attached to an umbilical cord, which is also you, which is attached to the fetal extra embryonic material, which is also you. It looks like it's not, but it is. Baby umbilical and extra embryonic is one delivery. So when they cut the cord, they, they, they make it seem or they separate you into two positions. They freeze one in the past. They call it a birthday. And then you go into the present the rest of your life, broken, defective, incomplete. You're missing a piece. You're not healthy because of it. That is the, can I say coronavirus? <laughs> probably, probably not. That, I, that could be the that, difference between us running this on, on social media and not, to be honest. Well, if you, that, if you do it, if, yeah, if you know, if you do it, do it and we just won't run it. What I'm getting at is that if you don't know your origin, which is fertilization and you accept a birth date nine months too late, then you're broken. You're actually considered, I mean, what do they use in the courtroom sometimes? They, not defective, but short, diminished, you're short of diminished capacity or something like that. Diminished capacity. In other words, you're not a whole man. You're not complete. You're missing a piece. And they offer that piece through discovery. They discover this missing piece, and then they offer it to you to make you whole. They cure you in the courtroom. They cure you in the courtroom. They call it correction. Fake cure you, imaginary, fictitiously. There's nothing wrong with any of us, but they get us to believe where we're uh, deficient in some manner. We're deficient. We're defective. They call it original sin, just so you know. Well, let's let's sidetrack for a second. Um, most people have no idea what a big deal the USPS is, the United Postal System. And so now that it's become a political football, it's like the police. We're going to defund it to make everyone flip out. Uh, we're going to make up fake events to try to push this narrative along. Um, we're going to defund the United States Post Office. But what, what do you think here? For us to truly wake up one day in a very different country than we thought we're in, there'd have to be no post office, wouldn't there? Well, what's funny is if you look at the difference between USPS and a certified letter, they don't even come from the same place. I mean, if I send off a registered mail, piece of mail at the post office, it'll actually say, I mean, I just turn in a registered piece of mail to the post office. When I look at it tracking, it'll say, U.S. registered, received by U.S. Postal. So in other words, there's two different things going on right there. They take a registered mail and bring it into the domestic situation only to go back out of domestic system. The, the difference between federal and domestic is com- people have no idea that domestic would be America or uh, where the Native Americans live or were born to the soil. And federal, USPS, is actually international. The United States of America is two different situations bonded together. The United States is a federal organization and America is a domestic land. And they're bound together as the United States of America. That's, and people have no idea that they're, they're, it's not one place. It's an idea overlaying substance. That's all it is. Well, I, I've, uh, I've long thought that there's some game 
that's going on with the postal system for the simple reason, and this was years ago I thought about this. So you have the USPS, which is typically those that are old enough. That was the main way mail always got around. When I was young, if you used some other kind of service, it was an unusual thing because everyone used the post office. But then these new things came, Federal Express. So why is it federal? And then another one that takes the same letters as USPS and just makes it UPS. So I've long thought that there's a game afoot. And when we come out, when the dust settles after all this nonsense we're enduring, uh, it'll be interesting to see what's happened with how parcels get delivered. Parcels, yes, packages. Those things, again, think about when you come home with your baby from the hospital and they say, a bundle of joy. When you look up the word bundle, it'll take you to package, it'll take you to parcel. So again, the bundle of joy or the child coming home from the hospital is considered a package, but it's a broken package because to deliver the entire package is baby umbilical and extra embryonic material. If they don't deliver all of that, it's considered broken bulk or a broken package. Would you accept a broken package if if it showed up, if you ordered a case of really good beer and it shows up and, and half of that case or a third of that case of beer is broken, would you accept delivery? No, but you see, the idea you're expressing underscores the the nonsensical BS because the package being referred to as the infant is not broken. Um, So there is a big difference between opening a case of beer where actually, uh, but what you could say, (laughs) now that I'm thinking about how you're laying this down, what you could say is you ordered a six pack, but only four beers arrived. Now I think that's that's one-to-one parody maybe. And that's when they cut the cord, they break two bottles. (laughs) Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. The whole thing is... It is ridiculous. Yeah. And that's why this is so horrifying. In fact, this morning, and we can get to the letter here pretty quick, but this morning, I was was actually looking at all the executive orders and stuff that has come down since, let's say, last March. And what's funny is all the trade things that are going on, all of the types of visas that are being yanked, you don't realize that this mask, this corporate veil... They're all associated with a certain type of visa. Nobody understands that the the federal government is international in scope. Why, again, when you look at a passport, why does it have an international birth date on it, which is, in my case, 19 September 1960 versus September 19, 1960? One is domestic, one is international. The international date, the international birthday is the cure to the global cancer. That, that they've created. They've created a global cancer, the broken man, the corporate man, the broken, and they hold the cure to that break. And that cure is the rest, residue, and remainder that was forgotten or presumably abandoned at the hospital, the cut material. What's interesting is even the word cut means to pierce. So to cut is to pierce. Just like Jesus hanging on the cross was pierced, Jesus is the corporate veil. Jesus is the rest of you that's being delivered through that representative piece of mail. It's coming through the UPU, through the United Nations, from the Roman Catholic Church. They're the ones that are offering the cure. They're curing you by giving you the rest of you that was taken away right there at the hospital, right there at the hospital. So again, a certificate of indulgence now comes through the mail from the Roman Catholic Church to complete you, to make you whole. And now you're healthy again, and you don't have a virus. So again, this is all nonsense. I get it. 
but this is a control mechanism that that is still in play and now they're forcing people to wear masks to separate themselves from the breath of god still happening so let's look at this idea because i got since we've done so many of these shows i've gotten a number of emails from people that said oh i i took the placenta the umbilicus the extra embryonic we took that home or we had a home birth some of people have written me and we <laughs> kept all that so are they treated in some way different by the system because they kept the package intact by the legal fiction you're referring to, or maybe we should call it the illegal fiction, but that's what I was going to get at. So they still didn't know any better. So they took all the paperwork as if they were anyone, right? Here's the thing. You can take all that stuff home and you can believe you have all that, but it's not that stuff that I'm speaking about. I'm talking about the cut, the actual physical act of cutting. The cutting is the separation. The cutting gives gives rise to the paperwork. It's the cutting. It's not the material left behind. It's the actual cutting, which separates baby in the new world from the rest of baby stuck or frozen in the old world in the womb. It's the cutting that creates the paperwork. It's not the remains. It's the cut, the actual act of cutting. That's the separation that's the breaking of the package, and the birth certificate evidences the break or the cut. That's what it is. It's not the material itself. It's the act of cutting. That's why they say that a birth certificate is not about substance. It's about an event. It's the event of cutting or separating yourselves from your godly origin, which is fertilization. And the moment they cut that cord, you're, you're considered broken in need of fixing. You need to be fixed. You're broken. There's examples in nature that show the nonsensical nature of what you're describing. Like, has anyone ever seen a puppy get born? Uh, the mother of that puppy bites the umbilicus. So <laughs> what if a baby was born and nobody touched the umbilicus? And I, I mean, I'm guessing eventually it dries up and falls off. But, you know, that that's kind of underscores the just ridiculous nature of how this has all been applied. You know what? That's a really good thing. But remember that if we were in nature. If my mom was walking through a forest and all of a sudden her water breaks and my dad's standing there and he freaks out. Well, I'm coming out no matter what. But when I come out, when I come out, when I say I, I mean baby umbilical and extra embryonic material, because that's all one unit. The reason in nature, it all comes into the new world that it all arrives at the same time. But when they cut it, babies in the new world and the rest of babies not here yet. They delay the arrival of the rest of the material, and that material then gets placed under a travel indenture. It's an indenture. So I don't want to do a data dump. I don't want to, I mean, people are going to be confused after this call so anyway. What, what would, My, I mean, <laughs> is there any real physical example that would be alternative to that fictional, fictitious scenario? How well, so you're in the middle of the woods, baby water breaks, baby's coming, dad's wigging out, baby comes before anything is touched or cut. Is there any other natural process that has ever gone on in our world that you're aware of that would prevent that all important cut to launch the launch the fictions into Nope, no, nope, because life? all of nope, all of baby would be delivered into the present. What they did is they separated a piece of baby from the present. And he's not present anymore. He's frozen in time historically. He becomes a historical character. His 
story is no longer the present story or my story. What they did is they created a two position or a, a split personality. And now we, we teeter when we find ourselves in court, they, they get us to choose the present or the past. And, and neither are true because both are true. In other words, if my life is represented as a single point, a single line from fertilization to this moment, as we speak, it's one line. The problem is, is when they cut me, a piece of me off and leave it back there. Now there's a piece of me frozen on September 19th, 1960 at 3:50 AM. And then there's me in the present and they're getting me to decide, am I here now? Or am I an infant 60 years ago? That's what they got us doing in the courtroom. But here's the truth of the matter. My life is one line. It's, if you look at it as a coin, it's one coin. Heads is the present and tails is the past. Heads is this moment as I sit on my back porch talking to you. Tails would be fertilization at the moment of creation. Heads and tails, one coin. But they get me to choose either heads or tails in a courtroom when, in fact, I own the whole coin. I don't have to choose at all. I have, in fact, I can negate the coin. I can negate their option by knowing the truth of the matter. And that's where all the paperwork in the world means nothing. That's where all the patriotism and religions fall short. Nobody knows this stuff. There's only one life. It goes from fertilization, which is now considered tails or the beginning of my life, all the way to this moment in the present, which would be considered heads. And the funny thing is, is that coin heads and tails is all of my life. There is no break. There is no break. Just like there's no separation on a coin. There's heads and tails is one coin. Tails being fertilization or my origin in the past, heads being the present moment, butting right up to the future. It's all one coin. They don't have a right to even hold on to my coin. They have no right whatsoever to even have my life in trust. But what they did by cutting a piece of me off is they're holding my past hostage. They're holding that infancy hostage. And they're, and they're making me believe in a birthday that is meaningless in nature. You don't see any squirrels walking around celebrating their birthday. Squirrels don't walk around with watches on their wrists worried about, worried about father time or, or fictitious time. Trees don't have calendars pinned to them, you know, so they know what, what month to turn color in the fall. Nature is the truth. And there's only one clock for nature, and it's astronomical. Man lives by astronomy. He does not live by fiction. So what they did is they created a fictitious realm based on a fictitious time, which is called mean sun or mean time, and none of it's true. But we buy into it when we, when we ensconce ourselves with their birth certificated person, their character. I hope everyone caught what you said about mean time, truly the definition of mean. But let's let's ask the gold standard question before we move into the, the letter here. Is there going to come a time in our lifetimes when you extract your person from all this um, or where others are able to, to get out from under all this? Is that a hope, a dot of light on the horizon? There's no doubt in my mind that we're, we're in that right now. Even the last book of the Bible is called Revelation, and to reveal the truth is the end of their story. Actually, it's the end of his story, because God only exists in the present moment. I breathe and I live. 
I didn't breathe yesterday and live yesterday. I only live today. So the present moment is where life exists. And the present moment is where God or the breath of life exists. If you're, if you're lay claim to a historical figure frozen in time, you can never claim life. You can't claim life. God's not in the past and God's not in the future. God exists only in the present, and it's through the breath of God that we exist, which is why they now put a partition between us and God. It's called a mask. So what do you think, man? Do we get a new designator for eons? We've got BC, which is usually before Christ. We've got AD, which is Amino Dom Dominion, something after Dominion or Anno Domini, something <laughs> like that. Now they're going to have to see 2020, or 2021, maybe we get AT after technology. There's no no idea of God or creator in any of it? Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. The truth, and, and I'll, stay, I'll, I'll stay on this one, and then we can get into the letter, but this is how simple it is. Truth is not reducible, meaning that when you find truth, it can't be, it can't be broken apart. In a man, every man, every living human that's ever existed on planet Earth has come through the same situation. Fertilization, where the sperm fertilizes an ovum, two separate things, a 23 chromosome sperm, a 23 chromosome ovum. Mom and dad are doing nothing more than dropping building materials off at a job site. That's what they do. And at this job site, they combine. It's called fertilization. And when they combine, a brand spanking new unique singularity is formed. It's called a zygote. That zygote is a 46 chromosome single cell celestial body. And that, that one cell is all of you at one moment in one point in space. Here's what's interesting about that. That zygote cannot be reduced. If you try to reduce the zygote, you break it up or destroy it. You destroy the man. So the zygote is the origin of all of us. And from that moment to this moment, I'm using the same exact DNA, meaning even though the zygote was one cell and I'm 60 years later, trillions of cells, it's the exact same matter. It's the same vessel, only evolved. So what they did is they got us to believe that evolution's a bad thing, so then they could insert their immaculately conceived idea called a birthday and destroy man. The birthday is genocide, plain and simple, because you cannot reduce a man to a piece of paper. Man cannot even be represented by paper. Because paper's an XYX's flat earth concept. In other words, when I, when I hear anybody say, are we on the same page? I cringe because I'm not on a page. I've never been on a page, and I cannot exist on a page. So the whole idea is to, if you, if you use terms or ideas like that, you're putting yourself, you're placing yourself in a book or a story, his story, and, and you're no longer living my story, M-Y-S-T-O-R-Y, my story and mystery, M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y, are one and the same thing. And if you look up the word mystery in, in Webster's Dictionary, it's very simple, but it will say, for a Christian, a mystery is the, the Eucharistic elements, which are the body and blood of Christ, which are no different than the material left behind or cut off of you. The umbilical cord and the extra embryonic material, which includes the amnion, which is known as the Lamb of God, has been sacrificed for the greater good. What I'm getting at is you cannot reduce a man by cutting the umbilical cord. When you cut the umbilical cord, you destroy a man. 
And that's what they do. They destroy everybody right at the port of entry. And then they, then they create a document that evidences the rest residue and remains that was cut off. And so they have the opportunity to make you whole every time you show up in one of their, their trade organization courtrooms. That's how the whole system works. The entire banking system is based upon the cut material. And if they didn't cut it, there would be no full faith and credit system. If they didn't cut you, they could not hold you liable for all of the trades going on in the world. That's why this system is, is falling apart right now, because I don't believe they have access to that material, because I pointed out in, in a letter back in February, March, that if they use that material, they're using aborted vessels, aborted material, dead entities to fund their world. Damn. Now, let me just go to the basic critical idea you laid down, which is provably true. Truth is irreducible. In other words, truth is elemental. Elemental, my dear Watson. Get it? Now, to take that into the real world where people can think about this in a way, science has tried to convince us that silver and gold and all these other things are elements. They're not. They are provably not elements. What they are is combinations, and any combination can be reduced further. The only true elements in this world were represented in the older sciences before modern chemistry and modern science, and that was air, earth, fire, and air, or water. Um, those things are irreducible, but you've got to understand what they represent within the chemistry or the modern scheme of things, what we would call hydrogen or something like that. And I'm going to, I'll cover these later, but this are, these are critical points because this, these are the kinds of things that we don't even think about or think are important. But when a thing is irreducible, it is true beyond question. It is what it is. Doesn't even matter if you understand it, see it or know it, it is still ever what it ever was and no one can change it. And so your contention, just to rephrase very carefully here to try to put the idea correctly on the table in a way people can think is truth is irreducible. Therefore, it is elemental, probably philosophically elemental would maybe be a way to say that. But you're further claiming that the zygote is irreducible. And I'll have to think about that, but it's an interesting damn idea. I mean, on the face of what you're saying, I understand exactly. I, I guess I can't rip a hole in it, Kurt. So well, not that, not that and, quickly, and, anyhow. I'll have to think about that well, for a yeah. while. <laughs> Please do. Here's the thing. is October 26, 2018, I put an affidavit on the Winnebago County record. That affidavit, and this is the title to it, so you understand how far back I've been doing this. October 26, 2018, I put this titled affidavit on the record. Here's the title. An affidavit confirming one's zygote as the singular historical, cultural, and scientific matter of fact, proving one's personal, private, and confidential property backslash paramount equity found within one's original DNA birthday cake, a.k.a. one's baggage and effects, a.k.a. one's placenta. I put that on the record on the 26th of October, 2018. These guys have been working like crazy to get around that affidavit because if you understand the Bible and it, its core idea, I just identified the return of Jesus. That's the return of Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, the vessel. So now all of me is complete. It's like this. I washed ashore. I, I made it ashore. I swam ashore. I'm the only living being now in America because everybody else is choosing to live through a, a, uh, a dead entity. So I show up on shore on October 26th, 2018, and they're trying to figure out what to do 
Because if I'm the only living man in America, I am the people. If I'm the only one, I am all of them. And that's what they've been dealing with since October of 2018. Man, that is, I, I don't even know where to go with that. It, it's how this plays. I, and, I, you know, the more I think about what's happening to banking and uh, all the people that, that I know that are involved in precious metals who accurately predicted this fiat can't go on for another three years. And sure, sure as God made little green apples, we're watching all of it come down, the, the Federal Reserve, all these things. And what you're doing is laying a foundation. And I'm guessing at some point, Kurt, we're going to have a conversation where this is beyond being contested or something else happens. Um, and I'm waiting to see what that is, but that would make you literally the Omega man. <laughs> I know it's kind of a scary thought. I don't like to think that way, but, but you know what? We're all that because right now we're all living at the, the Omega point or the Omega moment. That's backwards though. I, I think I, I messed that up. You would be the alpha man, wouldn't you? Not the Omega man. Well, yeah, because the Omega would be the back end or this right. present moment, but it, but it doesn't, it doesn't, because of the system, the way it's designed, it doesn't take into consideration the alpha moment because that's been cut off, which is right. also in this letter when we, when we get to it. The reason this is important stuff, it may sound like we're just dancing around a bunch of stuff, but we're really not. All of the patriot stuff, all the religious stuff, none of it matters because only truth matters. When you, you cannot skirt the issue of truth, you can, you can try... But when you get all the way down to a non-reducible fact and truth, it's over. It's game over. And what they did is they created a fact, which is a cut. So they, they, they mark the cut. They mark the cut. They call it a birthday. And that cut, now think about this. If my timeline goes from fertilization to this moment, and, and think of it as a horizontal line for 60 years, and, and somewhere on that line, they put a point, and that's the cut. Here's what's interesting. On the left side of the point, they have everything in the womb. And on the right side of the point, they have everything out of the womb. On the left side of the womb, there's a terminal point. In other words, everything from fertilization all the way up to just before delivery, so to speak, when they cut that, that's a terminal point for all the time in the womb. So that's an end. But outside the womb, it's a beginning. That one point, that one cut creates a terminal point in the womb, a dead entity, and a, a new beginning for something out of the womb. But neither are true because just as a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, it's still only one thing. It looks different. The caterpillar doesn't fly. It crawls around on its belly until it goes into a metamorphosis and becomes the butterfly. But it's always the butterfly inside. It has the exact same DNA and the exact same origin. There is no break. Just like us. We were in the womb. We were swimming around in the womb, for crying out loud. We were water-based vessels. But then we come out of the womb, and now we're land-based vessels. The point is, is that we're both. We're not either or, we're both. And until people understand that there's no break possible between fertilization and last breath, when you realize that, it's game over. It is truly game over. So, I mean, there's the lesson, folks. Don't be cutting any uh, cocoons off those butterflies <laughs> and <laughs> well, depriving them potentially of life. Here's, the, here's what I want to, I want to really get this idea through to people. It sounds like I'm talking about two different things or a lot of different things. I'm always only talking about one thing. 
If the butterfly, and this is a good segue into the letter on the second half. If the butterfly was tied forever to that caterpillar or cocoon, could the butterfly fly? No, clearly not. No, it would be an anchor. Well, that's what they did to us. They came, we came out of the womb, and what they did was by creating the cut, they made it possible to reattach it. And so what we do as living men 60 years later is drag around the infant. We drag around that membranous, I call it a phantom limb, and it has a name, Curtis Richard Kallenbach. So I'm dragging around this infancy, this infant matter, this infant material for 60 years. Do you, do you suppose I can fly? Hell no, I can't fly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm barely able to get off the ground. So I'm dragging around this anchor that they created called a birth certificated person. And guess what the best part about it is? I get to pay for that person, that institutionalized person, the rest of my life. It's like having a twin, a retarded twin. It's Rain Man, for crying out loud. I get to pay for Rain Man my whole life when, in fact, that piece of me is no longer required. I've evolved beyond it. I don't need it anymore, but they keep attaching it to me and making me pay for it. That's the debt, by the way. It's a spiritual debt. It's a spiritual mortgage. They're saying there's a piece of me that hasn't been paid for. Think about it. This is an indenture. So yeah. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat between fertilization and, and threshold to the new world. When I arrive at the new world, they cut a piece of me off and they say, that is your indenture. That's what you, it costs you that to get here. And then they hold on to it and they say they have my indenture. I'm indentured to that system, to that medical society forever, because they're the ones holding that material over my head as a hostage. It's unreal. It's undeniable and it's unreal. And just to be clear, everything you say, we're talking about a fiction. That baby he's dragging around called Curtis Collin. It's a fiction. Just so nobody's yes. losing the thread here. That's what makes it all the more frustrating. That's where joinder comes in. That's the idea of joinder. They keep rejoining me to that infancy. And then because I'm joined to the infancy through my own claim to a birth dated person, I, I have no capacity. I, I never reach the age of majority. I'm always the infant. That's an important word that we've been coming across in our legal escapades, trying to get down to something that matters. The idea of a joinder. We're going to try to go at family law, uh, but we've got accounts of judges trying to fool people into the joinder of changing the right way they were going to the court's way of being basically, I don't know, is indentured the right word. But Kurt, I don't think we have time enough in hour one to do this letter. As a matter of fact, I know we don't. So we'll close out doing what we do, uh, covering these ideas. But if you're right, and I'm you know, you know me, I want to try to rip a hole in it. I, I, I don't want to stand on a thing that doesn't feel solid to me. I just don't want to do it anymore. It's, it's like Neo in the Matrix. You know, I spent the first however many years of my life sleeping. It's like that. And so something caused this 2020 thing that we're all enduring. And to me and to other people we've spoke with, it feels rushed. Feels like the plan was coming, but it almost feels like in 2020, other things that were less obtrusive we're supposed to begin and it feels like so many things were not completely thought out and or they were fast-tracked or something and so you really got me wondering is this a foundational part of the system falling down because that's basically what's going on it's like a controlled demolition if i had to try to describe it the systems of our world are undergoing a controlled demolition uh, i mean what do you think this is so awesome you brought up 2020 
When you hear the word 2020, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Perfect vision or, or what we associate Perfect with good, good seeing. Perfect vision. Well, the, the, the last book of the Bible is called Revelation. And to reveal the truth is to lift the veil so you can see for the first time. We've been covered. We've been lied to and we believe this veil. The veil's been over our eyes since they created that story or that idea. So 2020 is a perfect year to lift the veil so we can all see. We can all have perfect vision. It is the year of revelation, but I agree with you. Something rushed it. They were forced to do something too early. They, 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 they created this, this thing to give them more time. Most of us have read the book of Revelations. I don't know how many times I read it. Uh, when I started young, it just seemed like a bunch of undecipherable words, most of it. But now that I've put away my childish things, I see it much more clearly. <laughs> but uh, the bad guy loses. And the only, the, way that's, loses. That's, the only way that's not true is if we've been convinced that the bad guy is actually the good guy. <laughs> um, that's the only way. That is the only possible chair you can put in that supposition, if you if there's some way that you were convinced that the bad guy was the good book guy, then you could make the argument that the bad guy wins. Can but, I can I end on can I I'll leave you with this then when the bad guy is the good guy or vice versa, right? Yep. Well, when you when you go into the Bible and you recognize the morning star and you recognize what the morning star represents, Jesus or Satan or you better qualify this carefully. If everybody believed that the good guy and their savior was actually Lucifer, if that were true, then what you just said would in fact be in play. So if the world that believes that takes over, then you would have a Luciferian cult running the world. Right. What you're pointing out, and just so people who are extremely religious don't lose their damn wits. This is duality and it's provably existing in this creation from the simple fact that right now it's light outside, but pretty soon it's going to be dark outside. You can't have one with the other without the other in this material reality where each one of us exists. Everything is a duality, provably a duality. And that's the foundation for what Kurt is pointing out. Um, and I'm with you. So, I mean, what do you think? When, when this controlled demolition of the old system, well, the current system that's about to be the old system, I don't know, maybe it's already the old system, I don't know. What, what are you suspecting for the other side? So are there gains for a living man or a woman on the other side of this? Or does nature abhor the vacuum so aggressively that some other unholy jackass fills the vacuum? You mean where fools rush in? There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Fools will rush in and take that space. I have a theory that because of the change of ages coming, that we'll call it the Roman Catholic Church, has to self-implode. They, they have to take it apart to make room for what is going to take its place. So, And you've seen it over the years where, where Catholic priests come out and say that Jesus is a story that was created specifically for this or that. What I'm getting at is, is the church imploding on purpose to make room for all the people that are already involved in it to just step into the new gravity of the new idea, the Which, new gravity. Uh, Remember there's billions of people circling this idea. And if all of a sudden that idea disappears, there was no gravity holding those people. So they need to put something in its place. So those people don't 
don't actually get lost in space. The gravity's already there. So you're, you're making Pull me, you're, you're forcing me to think of, are you familiar with the Seed Corporation and Burn? Yes, I am. So what if the vacuum gets filled or ex- corporation basically expands away from religion to fill the vacuum that's being created? Isn't it a hell of a thing that we're reasonably sure 12 Jesuits uh, are running most everything from Seed Corporation in Bern? That's a hell of a name, isn't it? It's not, it's not spelled S-E-E-D. Um, I think it's spelled with a C. I'd have to look again, but we're about to do an episode where that's going to get mentioned. I mean, what do you think? Yes, I, I actually think that they are going to replace one with another. There's no doubt about it. And most people with belief systems will have no problem going, oh, you mean all that was fake? Okay, well, what you're telling me is true now? All right. I'll just accept it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll just accept it. First uh, Corinthians thirteen eleven is going to be. We're going to have to harp on that extra hard based on what you just said. But maybe <laughs> how about this? Maybe that seed, pun intended, uh, will fail to get light and water. What do you think? I think that'll happen. Yeah, reality is so unbelievable, and nature is so beautiful that that all it takes is a little bit. It doesn't take many of us. Yeah. Again, I I don't believe in anti matter. I, I, I think that's, that's an artificial situation. I don't believe in anti-Christ. What I mean is that the, the, when they cut a piece, when they cut that umbilical cord, part of me has Christ. In other words, the spirit, the light, and part of me doesn't. The part that's in the present moment has the light, has life, has the breath, but the part that was left behind on the record doesn't have it. So that's anti-Christ. The birth certificated person represents anti-life, anti-Christ. And that's, that's why it's so dangerous to allow this duality, that duality, that, that artificial duality, that artifice, to, to stand. I don't think it's going to be here very much longer because I already pointed out that that material becomes an aborted vessel. And, and now the entire banking system is based on that. I should probably say this. When you hear the words Judeo-Christian and you see the way it's spelled, it's Judeo-Christian. Judeo is in the womb hyphen is the umbilical cord and Christian is out of the womb in the womb is old Testament Judeo out of the womb is new Testament. What I'm getting at is Judeo Christian is a hyphenated idea, just like the birth certificated cut umbilicus person is hyphenated Judeo in the womb hyphen umbilical cord Christian. It's either all one thing or nothing. You're either alive or you're dead, but you can't be both. So what you, I mean, kind of at the base, it's what we say all the time, words have meaning. It's just unfortunate that in so-called school, you were never shown or taught how words actually have meaning at levels that you've been shown and taught to consider as conspiracy. That's a double reverse, but uh, think about words having meaning. So seed corporation in Bern, baby Bern, Switzerland. Oh, Oh, you know what? It it goes on and on. There is in Black Law Dictionary, if you look up the word tithe, T-I-T-H-E, like a tithe, 10%, right? 10% tithe. Well, if you look up minute tithe, minute, like small quantity, you'll actually see the word seeds and eggs as a minute tithe. Really? Yes. So what is a minute tithe? Is it a a 1% of a tenth or is there some way to define what a minute tithe is beyond what you've just said? Well, if I allow the cut and I allow the umbilical and the extra embryonic, 
that umbilical and extraembryonic actually represents the seed and egg from which man came from. It becomes a tithe. It becomes a donation to some organization. And then because of that donation, you become a part of that story through your DNA. His right. story. I got to wrap up here. So folks, that's going to bring hour one of episode 248 to a close. Uh, the second hour is going to be posted at crow777radio.com for membership. That's C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. That's the only real Crow site. We're going to get into this letter. And we have in past episodes and other letters shown where it looks like within the same week, the letter, the letter is received and read that things pop up in the news that seem to be addressing exactly that. So I'm going to quickly, very quickly, as quick as I can to keep us under an hour, give you the first paragraph of this letter, and then we're going to jump over into hour two. Uh, Mr. President, similar to the metamorphosis of an earthbound caterpillar becoming free, a flying butterfly, a true man's genesis and subsequent evolutionary process from an absolute non-reducible single-celled masterpiece, zygote, in the womb to an absolute non-reducible thoroughly enlightened man beyond the womb may be a mysterious thing to the unlearned or huddled masses, but truth be told, such a thing occurs every day within the absolute laws of nature and nature's God. Imagine, if you will, Mr. President, the nightmare experienced by a butterfly unable completely to disconnect from its earthbound past and counterpart. That's the first opening paragraph to this letter. Please join us all over at crow777radio.com. Every time we have heard, it's kind of a bridge burner, barn burner, isn't it? For the second hour. There it is, man. Cheers.
belief is the enemy of knowing. <laughs>